Hey, this is episode 15. Um, I don't have a title yet, but by the end of this, you'll obviously see a title in the header. Today, I've been thinking, well, I guess the last few weeks. First of all, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, and nope to all those people who say, New Year, New Me. Um, let's be honest, it's New Year, hopefully a different you. So just let's just go ahead and start off the year being honest in that front. <clears throat> I've been thinking a lot about, um, as I often do, um, the narrative. So, you know, when people are like, the narrative is, is basically when someone says something, um, there's a, a train of thought that goes around a topic or um, a person or like some sort of national incident, right? <clears throat> so I've been thinking about how do I, what, what steps do I take to create my own narrative? So let me give you a short story. So in my career, that's been over a decade long, I have had um, one of the things that stands out to me is having been in a role where there wasn't really time for like bullshit, just to be honest, just to put it on out there. I had to be uh, managing of my time really specifically. And for me, that meant like cutting down on the fluffy stuff. So sometimes you just have to be direct and to the point about something. There was a time I was standing in an elevator lobby, and after a meeting that was a little bit tense, and that's fine, um, where I had to be clear and concise and get to the point of things, um, it wasn't really an opportunity to sugarcoat. <clears throat> and while I realize that some people need that, um, that's not something I need to do just because somebody else needs that. Can I do it? Absolutely. Do I do it interchangeably? Yes. But is it my default kind of conversation? Usually not. But I remember being in that, that lobby and someone was like, I, I need this from a supervisor. And we had the same supervisor at the time. I need this from a supervisor. Like, I can tell that I'm overwhelmed. I can tell that you're overwhelmed. And then I stopped listening to the rest of the thing that the person was saying because I realized that they were trying to place on me what they were feeling for themselves. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a little, I need a little water. <clears throat> And then I immediately had to reject that. And so I, I had to interrupt that narrative that this person was trying to put on me that I was overwhelmed because it's th the sense that I got was that they didn't necessarily appreciate or receive my, my clarity and my clear communication as this is what Shamina has always been. So like, I don't know why she's all of a sudden being curt, if you will. I've had that, that word used about me, but never said to me. <coughs> So that was, an, that was a, a very clear, specific instance where someone was creating a narrative, because it was also in front of other people. It wasn't just me and this other person. There was a few other people around. And I had to stop and say, actually, I'm not overwhelmed. I just have been mindful that I need to be more clear and concise with the things that I say and the way that, I've, that I need to communicate some information. And I realized that that took that person aback. I don't even know if they realized that they were trying to push a narrative on me that wasn't mine. So in that, I've, I've started uh, kind of chronicling in my mind times where folks have um, tried to say that I am something. And this happens a lot with black women. Uh, for folks of color, I, I, I can speak, obviously, to my own experience as a black woman, as queer folks. When people try to put stuff on you, they try to put a narrative on you and spread that out and communicate it. Sometimes they say it to you, your face, but oftentimes they don't. So here's an example. I've been told that I am, I can be abrasive or that I, um, my communication can be curt. Um, 
And I, I would challenge, I've been challenging myself to rethink that. Number one, that's, that's their narrative. That's their experience of me, given that situation. Um, and then they won't say it to me, which is its own thing. But then I'm thinking, am I abrasive or curt, or am I just clear, concise, and to the point? Am I just communicating in a way that works for me rather than bending to how you think I should communicate something? And really, so a lot, oftentimes my style works for me. I didn't get this where I am professionally or personally by always bending and leaning to somebody else's perception or narrative that they've created around me. <clears throat> it has become so important for me to, to practice silencing the narrative that other people have cr- tried to create for me. And it's been hard because I, like lots of people, I want, I'm a people pleaser sometimes, not all the time, but I want to, I want to sometimes be light. Um, you don't want to walk into a room and know that everyone is looking at you like, oh, here comes this B or whatever the case may be. But sometimes that's how it is. Um, and I feel like in the spaces where folks have, I've been aware that people have created narratives around me. Now, no, no one uses that word. Like I've created this narrative around you, but I've been keenly aware of the silencing that I need to do with how other people are communicating about me. They're not communicating to me. It's about me and trying to spread that narrative around. And I'm not like, oh, everybody's talking mess about me. It's not about that, but it's just around, you know, you have those people in your life where they will tell you like, girl, this person is saying X, Y, Z, watch your back. And I appreciate those folks. And it's not in a like, girl, they're talking shit about you, blah, da, 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 da. But it's really like, hey, this is what I'm hearing. You should be aware of that. So if, if I want to have a conversation with the person who is trying to create this narrative, or if I want to like move beyond it and not, not do anything with it, but just be in the know, I, I appreciate and value those relationships, professional and personal, that folks can tell me or call me on my stuff. Um, in a in a uh, uh, inappropriate way, they know me well enough to be able to communicate that to me. But it's really easy also to internalize some of these things and to kind of think like, well, am I abrasive? Am I overwhelmed? Am I acting in a different manner? Um, and that's how we get caught up in kind of this whirlwind of what other people think about us and we stop paying attention to who we are and what we think about ourselves and how do we move towards the goal that we're going towards? How do we create this tunnel vision that is um, responsive to how the world interacts with us, but not so responsive that we lose ourselves in how we interact with the world? That was kind of deep. I wish I'm going to have to go back and listen to that myself. Um, Excuse me. Apparently I have a cough today. But there's so much noise that happens in the world and so many different kinds of voices that uh, people can put us into. And real real talk, like there are things that we can put on ourselves. If I say like, oh, I'm not good at this, then and then I, I don't ever work to try to become good at something, then I've created this thing that says inherently, I know that I'm not going to be good at that, so I'm not even going to try doing that. Um, I remember... When I, uh, career-wise, I, there were times where I'm like, I can't do that job because I've never done it before. So I've, I've, had, I've created this narrative in my mind that says, you're not going to be able to do that because you haven't done it before. And then I've, I've had to interrupt myself. I mean, like, 
usually when somebody starts a job, unless they're making a lateral move, it's something that they haven't done before. And it's literally something that they haven't done at this organization, company with this group, because they haven't had the job before. And so I have to start giving myself credit. And I encourage you to start giving yourself credit for all the things that you do know and trying the things that you maybe don't know as well. And giving yourself a shot, that doesn't mean you have to commit lifelong to learning it, becoming a master of it, an expert, if you will. But really, don't count yourself out, especially as we go into 2019. Don't count yourself out. Be willing to try stuff. Everything ain't going to work out. And that's fine. Everything is not supposed to work out. There's so much value in the lesson of um, something not working out or are you failing, quote unquote, failing, whatever that means, or not doing well at it. Because then you you can mark that off. Okay, well, this isn't my thing. I'm not going to do that anymore. So let me move towards something, try something else so that I can say, okay, let me play to this strength because that over there, that's not going to work. There's somebody in the universe that's going to do that better. So I'm going to get out the way and let them do that and let me then figure out where I'm going to shine. So it's a lot of internal introspective work that comes with creating your own narrative and people will... Um, Sometimes you just got to be like, damn people, I am going to do this for me and I'm going to figure out what works for me. And it's, it can be really tempting to fall into what other people say of you. But at the end of the day, it is you. We have the power and I wish we would harness this more to create our own narrative, to move in the direction we want to go, to set big goals and go for them. And there's no shame in maybe you don't reach the goal in its fullness. And that's okay. You picked something and you moved toward it. So, um, yeah, that is kind of what I have on that. It's been, uh, it was a, a very lovely 2018. I'm excited to get into 2019. Um, I did want to update on some of the goals that I have. I can only remember two of them. I don't remember the third one. Um, but a few episodes ago, I talked about goals. Um, and so I am going to be open about where I am with two of the three goals, mostly because I can't remember the third one. One, um, I talked about getting back on Weight Watchers. Um, <clears throat> I was on it for like a good like three weeks. That It was smooth. On a three weeks, I was like on point. I was trying to meal prep. I was trying. I was meal prepping. I was making better food choices. I was going a harm reduction approach. Um, so I fell off. I was out of the country, as I mentioned in the last episode, for a wedding that was fantastic, and I let myself live. And so now it's time to re-engage with that. I don't have to start it over because I already have the program, the app on my phone, and I know what to do. So I let myself um, enjoy the break, and now it is time to realign and get back into um, moving in a direction that will feel better for my body and my mind and my spirit. The second one, I, I believe I said that running... Um, I wanted to increase my running because I, I kind of took a year off from like doing lots of races and doing some distance stuff, half marathons, et cetera. And so I am already back. I've already got eight different um, races that I've signed up for for 2019, and I'm excited. I also got selected to be a represent running race ambassador for 2019. That's basically there's five races that I need to go to and show up and be in pictures and do like race expos. And I think I have to write a blog or respond to some FAQs at some point um, just to kind of represent uh, the Bay Area 
I think there's like 50 or 52 of us that are representing the Bay Area and the races that happen all across the Bay Area, mostly SF, uh, East Bay, Silicon Valley, San Jose area. So that's exciting. So I'm definitely stepping that back up, whether I want to or not, because I've made the commitment to be a part of this. So that's awesome. And I can't remember what the third one is, to be real honest. So there's that. Um, so I didn't want to pretend like I forgot those goals. I just have been forgetting to mention them on here. So those are the updates on those. Um, and one little, um, uh, maybe thing I'll share with you about the going into from 2018 to 2019. So 2018 at the beginning of the year, I wrote some intentions, I think I wrote like four or five of them. I put them in my wallet. I looked at them occasionally, but I didn't really. I just carried them with me and they kind of like ingrained in my spirit. I opened that because uh, it was time to write new intentions, which I have written some some new ones, which I'm excited about, um, which I'm not going to share because they are my personal intentions as opposed to goals, which I may say a little bit more publicly. Um, I opened those intentions from 2018 and all of them except for one had happened and I didn't even realize it. So when I tell you that there is power in writing things down, like getting a pen and writing it down on a piece of paper, granted, my hand was cramped. I didn't even write that much, but I'm so used to typing or like texting. Um, Write it down. I folded it up. I put it in my wallet. So everywhere I went, they were with me. They were kind of guiding me through. And like I tell you, four of those five things happened and I didn't even know it until they happened like multiple fold. Like I had salary expectations of where I wanted to be and it far exceeded what I wrote on that paper. So if you are thinking like, oh, maybe I'm not going to do that. That sounds hokey. Do it. I'm telling you, do it, revisit it, get some tunnel vision and laser focus when you start to think about how you want to get there and start to map that out. And you will be surprised at how much um, those things start to come true. And they may not look exactly how you wanted them. They'll probably be better to be honest. They'll probably be better. So write that stuff down, carry it with you, ingrain it, make it a part of who you are and be specific about it. Like I had a specific dollar amount that I wanted to get to. Um, I had a specific at that time, like a weight, I think one of mine was around weight um, that I wanted to get to. Write that stuff down. There is power and intention and willing things into existence and manifesting stuff. And you not you don't even know what kind of power that you have and that you yield inside of you when you focus on yourself. Like I said last episode, worry about yourself. Get some tunnel vision and some laser focus on where you want to be in 2019 and moving forward. It don't just have to be the year. It doesn't have to be just January. Um, but go on and, and do that. Write it down. Um, You don't have to tell anybody about it. You can write it down. You can listen to this podcast, share the podcast, and then write it down and see how you manifest that in your life. All right. That's the end of this episode. Um, Thanks for listening. As always, please feel free to share. Would love to get this out um, further. Thanks for those who shared it or who've uh, messaged me and talk about it. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. I'm trying to get a few other ones in there, but it's a learning curve. So thank you for your patience. Um, You can also hit me up on Instagram and Facebook, my Facebook page on Two Quick Things. And I hope that everybody is off to a great start in 2019. And if you're not, go ahead and hit the reset button. We're early enough. It doesn't even matter when. You hit the reset button when you want to. So y'all take care and I'll holla back. 